Well, good evening, I'm Nick Hennigan. This is Resonance 104.4 FM, flipping marvellous. And uh, well, it's a bit of a different show tonight, because tonight on Literary London, we're out doing literary things. Yes, I'm at the Welcome Collection, which is on the Euston Road. And as you can probably hear from the, the noise around me, there's, there's a, a bit of a do going on. Um, I'm not sure what the Welcome Collection is all about, but someone is going to tell me. There's some lovely little bits of food. What, what, what's that there? Cured Ooh, salmon. Cured salmon. Oh yeah, I'll try one of those. Thank you. I'll pop me, uh, pop me, pop me a glass of red wine down. Thank you. Wow, how do I eat it? I'll do it that way. I'm going to scoop. Mm. Thank you very much. So, brilliant, thank you. So that's why I'm here anyway. Because it's rather brilliant food. But I'm now going to sort of work into what's called the reading room. And I've got me, um, me glass of red wine. And it's, um, mm, it's, it's quite noisy. And there's been an awful lot of things happening. So what I might do is have another nibble and um, maybe another quick glass of red wine. And I'll come back to you in a minute. Uh, more wine, please. More wine. Um, yeah. Sorry, what are these? These are asparagus and Averico ham tarts. Oh, brilliant, thank you. <laughs> and what what is this? It's mini mozzarella with sun-dried tomatoes. Mm, I'm better try one of those as well. No. You should, you should, oh, they're really, you. really gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, life's tough. Mm. Oh, sorry? Would you like an artichoke curry chili? Oh, yeah, I hope so. Um, mm, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Prawns and green chilli mayonnaise. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Do I dip into the yes, mayonnaise? You yes, you do, sir. Enjoy. Thank you, thank you very much. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh, nice red wine. Lovely. What was? Oh, what? what? What have we got here? What is this? This is Prosecco. Nice. Oh, and some more here. What is this? Bellini. It's a Bellini. What's in a Bellini? I should um, know. It's a, a peach kind of puree with Prosecco. Mm. You're very good, aren't you? I'll try one of these. Thank you. Why? Cheers. <laughs> well, I'm in the main room now. It's rather lovely it looks as well. With all sorts of exhibitions happening. I'm, uh, I'm trying to get a, 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 a what they call a feed off the PA so that you can hear what's going on because I've got a rather famous host I think who's presiding over the Welcome Book Awards um, but I haven't managed to work out how to do that yet <laughs> so uh, what I might do is um, just get another Bellini yeah it's quieter out here and, and wetter thank you cheers cheers I hate to interrupt your conversation and your drinking and your chatting, but there are six people who have been on tenterhooks this evening, and for them to enjoy the rest of the evening, we need to get through a little bit of formality, so please bear with me. Uh, welcome to Welcome Collection. My name is Simon Chaplin. I'm the Director of Culture and Society here at the Welcome Trust. It's my great pleasure to uh, host this evening's event. Uh, we're delighted to see you all here. I should say a bit about what we're doing here. Uh, we're here in Wellcome Collection, part of the Wellcome Trust, an organization that's perhaps best known for being a funder of biomedical research. And you might wonder what we're doing holding a book prize. 
The answer lies in our history and our founder, Henry Wellcome, a man of eclectic taste, a philanthropist, entrepreneur, avid fan of pharmaceutical research, who built a strong scientific reputation, but also keenly interested in, I guess, what we call the human condition. It was Henry Wellcome who founded the library, who put, built up the collection, parts of which you can see around you. We've tried to maintain his interest in health in its broadest sense in what we do. And for us, the book prize is part of that celebration. So we recognize that in order to improve health, one needs to fund research. We fund an extraordinary range of research across the sciences, social sciences and humanities that helps us understand what it is that makes us better. But there is a lot more to health than science alone can explain. And sometimes it takes more than scientists to explore the dimensions of health and well-being. We've gathered here tonight to celebrate six such people, people who have brought their own take, stories of suffering and of joy, of being well, of being ill, of understanding the science that underpins our health and illness but also the emotion, the human story, the, the narrative behind our human condition. Together they shed light on, I think, what it means to be well in ways that otherwise we perhaps might not appreciate. We think there's no better place to celebrate them this evening than in this reading room. Its name, I think, testament to our belief that there is something healing about books. In an age when books are perhaps sometimes uh, underestimated for their value. I think it's nice to cherish their place at the heart of our society, of our shared learning and of our shared experience, our ability to transmit knowledge to others. This reading room was designed to bring together the riches of the Wellcome Library with the riches of Henry Wellcome's object collections, with the exhibitions and events that we have in Wellcome Collection, a, a kind of shared gallery, library and event space, so a very fitting place uh, to have this event this evening. Now, before we find out more about the collection of books that we're here to celebrate this evening, I want to say a few words of thank you. Uh, firstly, with every prize, there must be judging. Perhaps the hardest part of any prize is the, the whittling down of extraordinary riches to a few gems, and then finally selecting one treasure among them, an almost impossible task. So to our distinguished judging panel, to Razia Iqbal, to Helena Kennedy, to Mark Haddon and to Uta Frith, and of course to the chair of our judging panel, who we shall hear from later, Bill Bryson, thank you. We could not have done this without you. <laughs> Secondly, I never underestimate what it takes to make an event like this happen, make an event like the Book Prize happen. So thank you to the Welcome Book Prize team, and particularly to Kirthi Topawala, who is our uh, commissioning editor in Welcome Collection, a woman who faces the daunting challenge of never seeing one of her own books be eligible for the prize that she runs, but who does a fantastic job of celebrating both the books that Welcome Collection produces and the wonderful riches out there that we celebrate in the Book Prize. So thank you, Kirthi. Thank you also to our partners, FMCM, for helping to put together the event and to make it such a wonderful success. Again, we couldn't do it without you. And finally, for uh, 
our thanks this evening to Tom Challenger and his band who've been playing and entertaining us with music this evening, and also to Kyle Bean who designed the wonderful new trophy we have for the Welcome Book Prize. So thank you both. And I'm now going to hand over not to real-life Bill, who is here, but to virtual Bill, who's going to tell us a bit more about the books we've shortlisted. Oh, it's not working this bit, is it? There's a video showing, but actually there's no noise. Oh, hang on a minute, no one hear that. I was going to go and get another Bellini. I should have gone for another Bellini. Hang on, they're going to try again. There is something lovely about the printed page <laughs> as a way of conveying information. We would have heard a little bit more about Bill. But rather than uh, wait for technical hitches to be resolved, because we do have six people who I think uh, uh, would be slightly anxious if we extended uh, this event any longer than need be. Uh, I'm going to move on to introducing our six shortlisted authors. So I'd like you to welcome them one by one. Six people have done a wonderful job in bringing their different perspectives on what it means to be well. Uh, first of all, Marion Coots. Second, Henry Marsh. <laughs> Bouquets will be tossed later. I'd next like to welcome Sarah Moss. And next, Alice Roberts. Scott Stossel. And lastly, Miriam Taves. A short break for the photographer to take a nice stage photograph. Bellini. No, be still my patient heart. I'm Nick Hennigan, this is Residence 104.4 FM. It's literary London and we're live nearly because it's yesterday at the Welcome uh, Book uh, Awards. And now, and now for the moment that we've been waiting for. So it's my very great pleasure to introduce not the virtual silent Bill, but the real-life talking Bill Bryson, who's going to make the prize announcement. Bill. Uh, thank you very much, Simon. Thank you. This is um, 
wonderful, and I'm delighted to be here. I did actually say some really nice things about all the books, uh, uh, and I'm so thrilled and delighted that all six of the finalists are here with us tonight. Um, I know at least two of you must have made quite an effort to get here, so we're really, really thrilled to have you here with us tonight. Now, I, I try not to keep you in suspense too much longer, because I know there's one thing that you're really waiting to hear from me, which is, am I heavily invested in fossil fuels? <laughs> just a little joke, just a little joke. Uh, no, obviously what you want to hear is the winner, and I cannot wait to tell you. Um, but before I do that, I do have to just uh, express a little word of thanks, um, repetitiously, I'm afraid, to, to the, more or less the same people that Simon did, but it is very important to me personally to do so, because the panel that I did this with has just been wonderful. So let me give my instant thanks to Razia and Mark and Uda and Dame Helena. Um, it has been a joy to work with them all. I, I actually wrote down some more flattering words than that. Uh, I really can't thank them all enough for their magnificent brains and devotion to task and ever-sensible input, uh, but above all for their very good natures. Um, they have made this whole experience a great pleasure. Uh, and thank you, too, for identical reasons, also to uh, Ken Arnold and Curdy Topawala of the Wellcome Trust, and to Fiona McMorrow and uh, her team for managing every, uh, every practical consideration with thoughtfulness and cheer throughout. I'm especially indented personally to Fiona for all kinds of things, so thank you very much, Fiona. Thank you. <laughs> now, I, before I announce the winner, I just do feel as I ought to say just a word or two briefly about the process of making the selection. For us, tonight seems like the end of a really long spell. I said earlier I saw all of the finalists in a clump when they all came in, and it was just it was surreal because these are people I've been living with for the last six months. Uh, these are my new great heroes, and here they are all together in three dimensions. I've just been thinking of them as books, and I hear suddenly they are as real people. Um, this is just so happy to have this happening. But when it started, it was a long time ago, and we were presented, began with something like 60 or 65 books that were sent to us. And that's a lot of books. When you take them out of the box and push, spread them out on the floor, um, that's a lot of books to be getting through. And, and as you look at them, you become aware that every one of them is a, is a good book. Publishers are not idiots. They wouldn't be submitting something that wasn't uh, worthy of consideration. All of these books are, are really good. They're the result of a lot of heartfelt endeavor. They all deserve a lot of attention, and there's just so many of them. And then starting from that point, you begin the really cruel and merciless and unending task of rejecting, of just dismissing and, and uh, working your way down through the list. I think at our very first meeting, we got the, the number of books down to about 20. And that seemed like a miraculous achievement at the time. But of course, we had to keep on going from there, uh, rejecting more and more, getting down to 15 and 12 and 10 and so on, uh, until we finally got down to our little core of six. But in order to get to that core of six, we had to, we had to discard an awful lot of very, very good books. Uh, my point in saying that to you is because it's, just, it's important to me that all of the finalists are aware tonight that just what, how much was involved in getting here. Um, now, I know in, in a moment, um, five of you are going to be a little bit disappointed. Uh, and, and I have to say, I, I know the feeling. I was um, once shortlisted for an important prize myself and didn't win and, and was really disappointed because my book was by far the best one. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. The book, the book that won was really excellent, wonderful. 
But it is, I did often, I did feel after that, inevitably, a slight disappointment, a kind of sense of, a little secret sense of failure, having not won after having got to the, the shortlist, until I became one of the judges for this year's prize. And then I realized just how much is involved. It is incredibly um, difficult to get down to the shortlist of six. Those of you who have made it, I just urge you to just take a moment now before the announcement is read to realize just how special you are. Each one of you has written, uh, I've, I've written this down here somewhere, uh, uh, wonderful, original, wholly enthralling, elegantly composed, constantly enlightening, often moving, sometimes astounding, never to be forgotten works. You have each of you produced something truly exceptional that will genuinely last a long time. I think you would be astonished at the quality of the competition you have bounded past in order to get here. Of all the thousands of books published in English with the medical dimension in the past year, in both the realms of fiction and nonfiction, yours are unquestionably, in our view, the most outstanding six. That really is quite an accomplishment. So congratulations to you all. And to have won outright against such stellar competition, not just against the thousands of others who are out there, but against the other five you were competing with more recently, uh, that is a truly, truly magnificent achievement. And with that thought in mind, I would like to announce with great pride and joy that the winner of the 2015 Welcome Book Prize is The Iceberg by Marion Coos. really. Um, I don't really know what to say. Um, look, I've got a lovely gold envelope and I've got a lovely beautiful thing here. Um, I'm really delighted that my book, The Iceberg, has been published, let alone has won a prize. And um, gosh, I don't know, there's, there's a line in the book which is where I'm talking about love. And it says, there is seeing and there is telling, and what is one without the other? And I think that business of seeing and telling goes right the way through the book. And with the very strong thought that you don't avert your eyes and you don't stop looking and you keep on going right to the end. And um, I just want to thank all the people who were involved in this book. And all I'm going to say now is this goes out to the ones I love, which is my boy Eugene, and Tom, who was my husband, and um, to all the friends and family and readers and supporters of the book, I say thank you very, very much. Thank you.
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Well, that was rather good, wasn't it? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to shun the Bellinis. I've had enough Bellinis, or maybe I haven't. But what I will do is I'll, I'll see if I can get a word with, uh, with the winner and, uh, uh, and also uh, uh, and then have another Bellini. No, no, I'll just see if I can have a word with the winner. Wish me luck, I'm going in. Right, well, I managed to find another Bellini. Unfortunately, because they're being very kind for me, I've managed to find one of the the uh, the, the, the top top uh, the top runners up really. I, actually, is it fair to call it runner ups? Not right, is it? Yeah, shortlist. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and, and if you'd like to introduce yourself and also tell us about your book or the. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Scott Stossel. I'm the author of My Age of Anxiety, Fear, Hope, Dread, and the Search for Peace of Mind, uh, which was published in the U.S. and the U.K. last year. So I was just honored to be on the list with so many great uh, other other authors and to be on a, uh, you know on a, on a Called from a, 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 a judging panel that included some of my favorite writers, Bill Bryson, Mark Haddon, um, all of whom were very nice and coming up and offering um, runner-up condolences. So I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to be here. I mean, it is quite. I mean, I don't actually know much about the books. I have to say, it's my fault, of course, because I'm lazy and I'm drinking too many Bellinis. But I do know there were over there were over 60 entrants right at the start of this. So kind of seriously, you've done, you have done really well, haven't you, to kind of get this far. What? You're not from these parts. No, I, I fl I'm, I'm from uh, Washington D.C. in the United States, so I flew in for the event. And no, and I'm very uh, grateful to to the Welcome Trust for they've done so much. Once they you know announced the shortlist, they uh, every day would tweet about it and promote it, and I'm sure it probably you know helped contribute to, to UK sales. So yeah, absolutely. And your, so when was your book published? Uh, it was published in the uh, United States in hardcover about a, uh, a year ago, January 14th. And shortly thereafter, January 2014, in uh, in the UK, and then the paperback came out here sometime in the last several months. Yeah. So. And just, I mean, in a sense, a lot of it's in the title. But just for anyone that hasn't read it, what, what's the some of the? So it's a kind of uh, cultural and intellectual history of the idea of anxiety woven together with sort of a memoirish narrative account of my own experiences as someone who suffers from anxiety, and I sort of use myself as a uh, case study. To talk to, and a jumping-off point to talk about how anxiety has been viewed through history, what cutting-edge uh, 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 scientific theories of anxiety are, uh, how different societies in different eras have viewed anxiety, um, what the uh, kind of redeeming virtues of anxiety are, what the biology of it is, what the psychology of it is, what the sort of spiritual component of it is, and trying to weave this all together again using myself as kind of the uh, organizing principle, I guess. It's a huge, a huge field, but completely relevant, isn't it? I, and I guess the Welcome Trust have got a certain, uh, you know, a slant that they, that, that they take. But yourself as a writer, how, how did you get started as a writer? Uh, well, I w I've been a writer and an editor. Uh, I'm the editor of The Atlantic magazine in uh, the United States. And I got the idea to write this book uh, about, in 2004, I published my first book, which was a biography of Sergeant Shriver, who founded the Peace Corps. And when I was getting ready for that uh, book tour, I was seized by a horrible dread about the public speaking and the travel that the um, uh, uh, book tour would entail. So that was when the idea for doing this book hatched. And then the, sort of the irony was that you know, here I am 10 years later having published this book. I spent a lot of time researching it and going to anxiety conferences and reading deeply in the history of anxiety. But I was rewarded with um, a book coming out and another book tour. Um, 
but this time I was better equipped to handle uh, the stresses uh, that, 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 that come with such a thing. And how do you find you write? What, what is it that, that, that gets you going? Are you um, copious amounts of caffeine. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I need to have a good idea. Um, and I mean, it takes a, it, it, I mean, because I have a day job, it's hard to kind of, you know, get, 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 I need a critical mass of both idea and research to kind of feel like, okay, I really have something that's worth saying and that's not, I'm not just going to be wasting my time and everyone else's by noodling around with this. So I, I seem to be on an every 10 year publish a book cycle. I want to accelerate that. Um, so, uh, but I've been preoccupied with publicizing this book and, um, you know, adapting a documentary for it and maybe doing a, uh, a stage play based on it. Um, but now that this stuff is mostly behind me, I'm, I, I'm hoping to stumble upon my next idea one way or another soon. Well, this, this is going to help, I guess, be sure this is for this prize. Yeah, exactly. So. Have you been to London before? I have, but not for a long time. I love London. I was here last, very briefly, about eight years ago. First time I rented a car and had to drive on the left, which is a real challenge. Oh, yeah. um, but we're all right, funny enough. I, we don't have too much trouble with that. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, uh, no, and then I was here a few times in the 90s. Absolutely love it. Here for very briefly now. Uh, one day, but uh, oh, wow. hope to get back again soon. So. Oh well, well thank you for not making me too anxious. You got, yeah. Just uh, who's the book? The book's published by. Uh, well, here in, uh, in the UK, it's uh, Heinemann, um, and then uh, Sparrow Books did the uh, paperback. And in the USA, uh, uh, Knopf under the Random House Penguin Division. Really. Oh, thank you very much. And once again, congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Thank and you enjoy, enjoy the Bellini. I, I, I'm about to. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. What a nice man. And I'm going to talk to Alice Roberts in a moment, but what's this, what's this? Beef fondue potato with hollandaise sauce. It'd be rude if I didn't try it. Thank you, thank you. What's this one? No, I'm in the right. What's this one? This is um, cured salmon and a herb cracker. No, mm. mm, I haven't very much. <laughs> I think I had one, no. Well, so here we are. I'm still, still eating away. In chat, I'm in a very lovely Guardian journalist as well. And Alice Roberts, Hello. who is also on the. Do you want to? I'll have a quick chat. Nick, nice to meet you. I'll walk this way. I've got to move this way because out of the way of the food. Oh yeah, it's a relief, isn't it? How many bellinis have you had tonight? Uh, you don't have to own up to that. I've had. I had a small glass of prosecco earlier. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for chatting. Um, it's an interesting night tonight, and Bill Bryson was saying that there were some over sixty. Uh, you know, books that they started with, and so to, yeah. to kind of make the, the, the final shortlist is, is an achievement. Oh, to say I, was, the least. I was absolutely delighted when I heard I'd made the shortlist, and I, and I kind of know what goes into the judging of this because I was a judge in 2010. Uh-huh. So I know that you know, these judges have, have read those, um, you know, 50 or so books, and, and so for me to know that I was shortlisted was absolutely, I mean, I'm overwhelmed actually because there are only six books that are on that shortlist. Um, and so those books have been judged out of all of the biomedical books that were published last year to be very much worth reading. And I'm so pleased, I'm so delighted. So just, just tell us about what it's called and, and what, what it's about for, for those that might not have read it yet. <laughs> it's called The Incredible Unlikeliness of Being, which is obviously kind of a pun. Um, but it is basically about how to make a human being. And I wrote it when I was pregnant and then looking after my little baby son and it is basically about embryological development so how we start off as a single cell 
and turn into something as wonderful as a, as a functioning human body, as a person. And how you get from one cell to all of that complexity, from that uh, apparent simplicity of a, a single fertilised egg to the wonderfully complex thing that is, the, that is a human body, a thinking, alive human body. Um, so it focuses on the first two months of embryological development because that's when you go from being that single cell to, to actually at the end of two months something which looks like a miniature baby with a beating heart with um, a head and eyes and fingers and toes at the ends of your tiny arms and legs and you're, you're still only centimetres um, in length um, but essentially everything is there and then it carries on growing throughout your fetal development. So it was a great thing to it was a great thing to write about while I was having my babies as well, but also something that I've taught um, undergraduates at university for many years, and um, and I was sure that these stories were, um, you know, just just wanting to be read, and that it was such a shame that you only got to hear about them if you were doing medicine or veterinary science or dentistry at university, and that actually I thought other people might be interested, and I'm so pleased that Quercus thought so too, and uh, I remember first meeting John and Susan Watt, two of my lovely editors at Quercus. And, and saying, I, I honestly think that embryology could be a popular science book. And at the same time, I was thinking, oh, maybe it could be a deeply unpopular science book. I don't know. And because you say you've judged on this, on the, this award yourself, what, what do you think they were looking for, the judges? And how did you fit that category to get into the shortlist? Well, I don't know. I mean, so when I was um, on, the, on the judging committee, I was obviously looking for things which were um, very well written. Um, but... I think, I think one of the main aims of this award is to is to increase the audience for biomedical science, um, and not just biomedical science, but for ever, anything related to um, health and well-being, and at the other end of the spectrum, to illness and disease and dying, um, and to um, try and articulate ideas around those themes, um, and to and to bring those to a, a, as wide an audience as possible. And so that's, you know, we see incredible diversity in, this, in, in these awards. And, you know, on the shortlist, we had three factual books, um, some of them drawing on, you know, very kind of um, deep personal experience, um, and, and two novels. So, but again, novels that are exploring those aspects of humanity. And so um, how do you write as a writer? Where, where, do you, where does it come from? I mean, were you writing purely academically? Have you, been, have you always written? Or has it been for, uh, you know, uh, your academic work? I haven't always written. Um, I, I, I kind of look back now on, on how I've written um, sort of over my lifetime, I suppose. And I, I certainly enjoyed writing when I was at school. I loved it. I loved English and particularly writing English um, as well as English literature. Um, but I think that... Um, you know, more lately, I've I've obviously written academically, and then and then and then latterly come into writing for a, um, a, a wider audience, I suppose. And I and I love doing that. I mean, I love teaching, and I I I suppose that I tend to write as I speak. So um, I don't know. I, I think some of my colleagues think that I um, my my writing is too colloquial, um, but. For me, that's that, that's the easiest way for me to do it. That it's it's basically I'm I'm speaking to people and I'm writing it down. Yes. Are you uh, not, are you, you're not a London girl originally, are you? Sure. No, I'm, Bristol, I'm Bristolian. Bristol, <laughs> yeah. but you're in London now. No, I don't live in London. I live in Bristol still, or on the okay. edge of Bristol. And uh, well, thank you, thank you very much for talking to us. That's an absolute pleasure. And we used to see you on the telly. Is there anything coming up telly-wise? There is, there is. Um, Working on a really, well, what I think is going to be a really wonderful series. We're seeing some really astonishing things. 
Uh, for BBC Two at the moment, it's going to be The Celts and it's going to be hopefully on in the autumn and it's going to be presented by me and my lovely colleague, Neil Oliver, who is an old coaster, of course, as I am. So, yeah. Oh, so well, hopefully thanks for talking. Congratulations autumn. again. Thank you. And I Thank think you should go and find a Bellini right now. Yeah, I should. Where are the Bellinis? Thank you. <laughs> Right, I've sent Alice off for a Bellini. And now with another shortlisted candidate, would you like to introduce yourself and your book? I'm Sarah Moss, author of Bodies of Lights. And how, how's the whole process been? You must be, one, extremely pleased to get to the shortlist of such a competitive competition, and two, slightly disappointed that you didn't win. Well, inevitably slightly, but I like Marion very much and I admire her book, so I'm really okay with it. And just tell us a bit about your book. My book is partly about one of the first female doctors in Britain, one of the first women in Britain to become a doctor. And she's growing up in an arts and crafts household, loosely modelled on William Morris's, and then goes to university to qualify as a doctor. Oh, and how long is it published now, presumably? Yes. How long have you been writing for? Oh, all my life. What, do you have a particular process? I mean, what, what moved you to this book? I never really know. It, it always feels to me as if I'm finding the story in the course of doing the research rather than looking for it in the books. Yes. And are you a longhand writer? No, I type. I'm a laptop writer. Any particular favourite writing programme? Because I know people will ask me. Um, no, I don't think so. I use Word. Brilliant. Well, congratulations on this. I mean, what a fantastic event. Do you know much about, about Welcome and their kind of uh, their raison d'etre for this? Not very much. I know them as academic funders because I'm an academic with my other hat. And have you had many Bellinis? That's the other thing I should ask you. No, just water so far. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I, I tried the Bellinis, they're very nice. I will. <laughs> well, I've put down my Bellini and I've managed to catch the legend that is Bill Bryce. Sir Bill! No, no, not yet. Um, just tell us your involvement with, with the whole um, event tonight. Well, I was um, approached uh, by the Wellcome Trust, the representatives of it, and asked if I would be one of the judges for this year's prize. And I was very honoured to be, to be invited to do that. And um, it meant reading a lot of books that are, by and large, in an area that I was, I'm always interested in reading. So I thought that would be an interesting experience. And I agreed to do it, but of course you don't know until you have already committed who your fellow, fellow panelists are going to be, what it would be like. Uh, obviously you don't know what books you're going to be sent. And it's just been a dream come true because the, the people I worked with were just wonderful. They were absolutely delightful to be with. And the books were terrific. I mean, um, you, you heard me when it, my speech earlier. We had 60 books to begin with, and they were 60 you know, eminently worthy books. And uh, it's a real privilege, also very daunting, to, to work your way through a list of that many books and have to get down to six and then eventually have to get to one. Is, that's pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, it is, always, it is always a tough, kind of horrible thing to do. What, what is particular about this award, though, perhaps over other, other literary well, the, awards? The, I mean, the thing that distinguishes the Welcome Prize, well, two things, really, I think. One is that it ha the book has to have... A, a, be on a medical theme or at least be strongly rated, related to medicine or health in some way. Um, so that, that's an important consideration uh, and that, a lot of very good books are excluded because of that but it also means that other books that may not be noticed are, are for, up for consideration. Uh, and then the other thing that distinguishes it and makes it really tough competition for judging 
is that it's open to both fiction and non-fiction, which I found really hard because you're comparing novels and non-fiction books, which is, is, can be very tricky. Um, it's a little bit like comparing an oil painting with a piece of music. They're not necessarily comparable. Um, and so it makes it a much richer experience, but also a much more challenging one. Yes, and I, I, we missed the video bit actually that went down. <laughs> and without going through all of the, all of the, the shortlists, uh, shortlist uh, the finalists, were there any that stood out? Well, obviously, I, I guess because you helped shortlist them. What was it? Perhaps the quality of those books that attracted you? That's a very good question. Um, but the, the thing that they all have in common is. Basically, at the end of it all, I mean, you don't get down to that level without being a really good book. So, I mean, that's, you can take that for granted. They're, they're well written, they're very sensibly structured, they're a, a, a engaging, you know, they, they tick all the boxes for being a good book. Uh, they're original and, and very readable. But what, what really it is, is that, you know, sort of indefinable quality that makes a book stick with you after you've finished it. And, and it's impossible. I mean, it really is indefinable. What is it about? Not just books, but movies, you know, music, whatever you care to think about. Just views. So, what you know, why is is in a particular experience stay with you? And that's what each one of those six books did. They really, uh, you know, after you finished it, you thought, I wish there was you know another twenty pages to read because they're they're that good. And um, the winner. Your comments on the winner? The winner was, I mean, it was a wonderful book. I'm, I'm, she got whisked off, so I'm disappointed I didn't get to spend a little time speaking to her because I do I admire that book so much. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's just such a sad book because, you know, it's all about her her husband, her partner um, dying. It's, it's beautifully written. It's an extremely moving book. But, you know, in order to get the material for that book, she had to go through the worst possible experience that any human being can can go through, which is to lose someone that you love and is very, very close to you. And um, that is, so it's, it's a phenomenally touching book. It's a really, really wonderful book. And, and it would be very easy for it to be, you know, depressing or maudlin or, you know, over-sentimental or lots of things. But it's, it's, it's written very precisely, beautifully written. Um, almost you know clinical in its kind of descriptions of what was happening to her poor partner but you can also see a real emotion and feeling and attachment there but not in the foreground more sort of pulsating in the background yeah. fantastic book. a difficult sort of balance to achieve really so perhaps nearly impossible way beyond anything I could ever do I mean honestly and and, and I think way beyond anything that most that most people could ever do, and I think that is the reason that it's the winner. Yes, it's a shame she was whisked off, but uh, well, <laughs> well, a million interviews she had to do. Yeah, uh, so I'm sure she'll be very tired when she gets home tonight. <laughs> but I was I was so pleased because of course we've never met these people, we don't know what they're like, uh, and and they all did genuinely become heroes to me. So you know, as over time, because I admired their books so much, and it's it's wonderful to see that she was she seemed a really sweet person. I mean, I I. You know, Little time I spent with her at, at the ceremony, she seemed like a really nice person. I, you know, I'd like to spend more time, you know, to have, to see her. Uh, um, and, and I think that's a good thing. It was heartwarming for me that I didn't expect her to be a dragon or anything. But it's just nice that she was actually came across as such a nice, likable human. Yeah, so she quite moved. She was obviously very moved by it, as well, which you kind of imagine having gone through that. And there's almost an emotional finish perhaps with something like this yeah and I think I mean I'm, I'm just I'm glad because I, I mean I'm glad for her personally because of 
it, 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 she deserved the prize, no question about it. But, but on another level, because of what she's been through, I'm so glad that it was her that, that yes. won the prize because, because of you know, her personal suffering and the sacrifice she had to make in order to have the material that gave her her book. And what about yourself, Bill? I mean, so many people's favourite writer. I must just ask, what's next? And also, your writing process, how does, it, how does it work for you, aside from the awards? How does it work for you, your writing process? Oh, well, the writing process is that I do it when I can. I mean, uh, and I increasingly I've been trying not to do outside things. This is a rare diversion for me. Um, I, I tend not to go and do literary festivals anymore or do public speaking and things like that. I've reached a time in life where I really enjoy writing and that's pretty much all I want to do. What I'm doing at the moment is uh, I'm doing a, it's the 20th anniversary this year of my book about Britain which is Notes from a Small Island yes. and so I'm doing a follow-up, uh, a sequel to that which I'm traveling around Britain again but now from the perspective of somebody who's getting old and senile and falling apart and, <laughs> and also living in a country that uh, increasingly I don't I don't quite recognize because I, I mean you look like you're not too far off the same age as me and and um, so you might you might understand what I'm saying but uh, the world starts to belong to young people and you're not a young person anymore so you feel slightly disconnected from the world around you you don't I am thinking you know if, if I if I went to a, a magazine rack somewhere and started looking at an OK magazine or something, I'd have no idea who those people were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and can't see any reason why anybody would want to know who they are. They just seem like, you know, you just think, oh, they were so much prettier in my day and they, were, and they had real talent. And, you know, they were, um, so I, 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 yeah, so I, I'm, I'm in this position of, of still loving this country very much, but, but feeling kind of disconnected from the world yeah, I'm still very attached to things and comfortable with things like the countryside and the landscape and lifestyle generally, but day-to-day but -day things going on at the, what I see on television, I, I don't really feel I recognize it so much anymore. Yeah, and when we, can we expect that? It's supposed to be coming out in the autumn. Uh, if I can get it finished. Get it nailed. Yeah. And, you, and, and finally, because you you're here full-time now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you spend much time in London? Uh, yeah, I mean, we live now, we moved to Hampshire, so I'm only about 50 miles out of London. I, both of my daughters live in London and have small new babies, so we're in here a lot now with them to see the babies. And, uh, and also just because of work and things like this, and also friendships and you know, just catching up with old friends and things. I mean, I, on average, probably a day a week at least. And do you find it stimulating still? I love London. I mean, yeah. I come from Des Moines, Iowa. What, what do you think? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, but I do, I mean, I do think, I really do, I've just been writing about this in my book, so I've been thinking about it a lot. I, I do think, without question, London is the greatest city in the world. I mean, I... I it's, it's not just that it's got so much, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's so big, it's got so much diversity, but it also, it's got so many layers of history. Even the biggest, liveliest, most important cities like New York can't compete with that. I mean, you know, New York may have lots of money and vibrancy and action and things going on, but, you know, it hasn't got Samuel Johnson, it hasn't got Pepys, it hasn't got, you know, Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn and Tower of London and all that kind of thing. I mean, it's the layers of history, I think, that make London just incomparable. And then with that comes all of the, the real beauty of it, the fact that there's, you know, what is it, 120 parks in, in, in central London and 600 squares. I, it's amazing. I mean, it's just it's such a... Uh, I, I will never tire of it. <laughs>
Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time tonight. I know oh, you're very, nice you're very, you're, you're, you're in great demand out there. I, I can knock this off my bucket list now. I've spoken to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks. I'm very pleased to meet you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks very much, Bill. Oh, and I, I'm going to try and find myself another Bellini now. <laughs> so, marvelous. Well, that was Bill Bryson. I'm out at the important bit now. So you were just saying you're not from these parts. No, I'm from Dundee. And you did radio. I did an inter, I was like a kind of um, an internship with residents of it. Brilliant! Hey, hey, you rock and you roll. So, how's London? How's London treating your kid? It's good. It's good. <laughs> Are you here full time? Uh, yes, I am. Yes. Can I ask what you're doing full time? Yeah, I'm a filmmaker. A filmmaker. Oh, brilliant! And this yeah. is this, and you're helping me drink red wine tonight. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the more important tasks. Cheers, thank you. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it. I'm about to stagger my way back down to the Euston Road. Uh, I've, I've run out of Bellinis. Uh, and that's been the Welcome Trust gig. I'm going to get, actually, uh, I wasn't able to talk to the, the, uh, the winner, as, as, I, as I mentioned. But uh, I'm sure we'll put that right. And congratulations to everyone involved in what has been a Bellini. Uh, sorry, what has been a brilliant night.